As Durham prepares to wrap up the Sussman trial, attention will turn back to Igor Danchenko. The plot twist here is really something. By Brian Cates. Many of my readers will recall that back in February, I wrote a column here at my substack entitled The Biggest Scandal That Never Was. I probably should have called it the biggest scandal that didn't break quite just yet. In that column, I thoroughly detailed the declassified evidence that pointed directly to the 2016 Hillary Clinton campaign for president having been compromised at the highest levels by Russian intelligence services. That declassification took place back in October of 2020, just before Donald Trump went up against Joe Biden that November. Then-Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe made public several documents with stunning implications, not the least of which was that current special counsel John Durham had actually begun his investigation of Spygate-related leaks by April of 2017. But the most amazing document that Ratcliffe declassified at that time was a series of handwritten notes by former CIA director John Brennan. What made those notes explosive was that they detailed how Russian intelligence had created a detailed analysis of a top-level Clinton campaign strategy meeting in late July of 2016 in which Hillary Clinton's staff presented her with a plan to vilify Donald Trump in the media with a series of fake Russia scandals as a way to distract the American public from her own very real email server scandal. The CIA was somehow able to intercept this Russian intelligence analysis, it was taken so seriously that CIA Director Brennan went to the White House personally to brief President Obama and members of the National Security Council about it. Serious questions should have instantly been raised as to how the Russians got this information so quickly, but the revelation was quickly memory-hold and forgotten by the time the 2020 election occurred. Part of the reason for everyone quickly moving on from the story was the way the fake news media instantly adopted the narrative handed to it by the U.S. intelligence community. In interviews he gave at the time, Brennan himself ripped Ratcliffe for what he called a politicized disclosure. From CBS News, former CIA director accuses Intel chief of selectively declassifying documents to help Trump, end quote. Brennan's steadfast downplaying of the declassification of his own notes worked. Yay. Good for him. He bought some time, that's all. Eventually, the issue of that Russian intelligence analysis is going to be brought up by John Durham. And when that happens, I don't give a shit how many dismissive interviews John Brennan gives to Jake Tapper on CNN. Personally, I can't wait until the issue of the Brennan briefing in the White House comes up again. Oh yeah, before I forget, there's that other Clinton campaign Russian intelligence connection. But there's another connection between the Hillary campaign and the Russian intelligence that's been ignored. Another connection that's been hanging out there for years. And it also is based on handwritten notes. Ignored. Forgotten. Memory hold. Except by me, that is. Because I wrote about that other Clinton campaign Russian intelligence connection right here. 
Link in the article. It was back in August of 2018 that reporter John Solomon, then of The Hill, published an explosive news report that DOJ official Bruce Orr's own handwritten notes revealed that Fusion GPS co-founder Glenn Simpson had told him that Christopher Steele's primary source for most of his dossier's information was a, quote, former Russian intelligence officer who now lives in the U.S. Quote, for example, Simpson told then-associate Deputy Attorney General Bruce Orr during the December 10th, 2016 meeting in a Washington coffee shop that he believed Trump's longtime lawyer Michael Cohen was the, quote, go-between from Russia to the Trump campaign. Yet, Simpson allegedly acknowledged that most of the information Fusion GPS and British intelligence operative Christopher Steele developed did not come from sources inside Moscow. Quote, Much of the collection about the Trump campaign ties to Russia comes from a former Russian intelligence officer, name not entirely clear, who lives in the U.S. or scribbled in his notes. In those notes or repeatedly misspells Simpson's first name as Glenn with one N, end quote. At the time, I engaged in a little speculation and wondered if this person Simpson was referring to could possibly be Renat Akhmetshin, the Russian lobbyist who participated in the infamous Trump Tower meeting of June 2016. It was not until July of 2020 that Spygate researchers tracked down the real identity of Christopher Steele's primary dossier source, Igor Danchenko. Now that we had the real name, we could all dig in and begin uncovering the facts. And one of the first facts that surfaced about Danchenko was how he abruptly absconded from the United States back in 2010. And why? As it so happens, the reason Danchenko fled the U.S. in 2010 was because he'd been caught soliciting the theft and sale of classified information. He was a Russian intelligence agent, or officer, if you will. I'm not kidding. This was even discussed in Congress. Senator Lindsey Graham was really upset about it. Quote, Graham said the new information is the most stunning and damning revelation the committee has uncovered. Earlier this year, it was also revealed that Danchenko had cast doubt on the reliability and credibility of the former MI6 agent's Trump-Russia reporting in January 2017, which the Bureau concealed from the FISA court and apparently misled the Senate Intelligence Committee about in 2018. The new records show the FBI had even considered pursuing FISA surveillance against Steele's source years prior. Quote, First, the primary source for the Steele dossier was likely a Russian agent. Second, the primary subsource was suspected by the FBI in 2009 of being a Russian agent and therefore had been an active counterintelligence investigation of this individual. That FBI investigation revealed the primary subsource was suspected of providing information to the Russian embassy and was in contact with known Russian intelligence officers and made off offers to people connected to incoming Obama administration officials that any classified information they provided could be paid for, Graham said. In addition, during this investigation, it was disclosed that the primary subsource persistently asked individuals about a particularly military vessel in the United States. Third, the information provided shows that in December 2016, the FBI knew of the previous counterintelligence investigation of the primary subsource and the source's ties to Russian intelligence services, end quote. 
It's looking increasingly like Hillary Clinton was paying Fusion GPS for the intelligence gathering services of an actual, real live, honest to God, former Russian intelligence officer who turns out to have been the primary source for most of the contents of the now infamous fake Steele dossier. At the same time, Russian intelligence had infiltrated the highest levels of her own presidential campaign. Just exactly how compromised by Russian intelligence was the 2016 Hillary Clinton presidential campaign? Given the evidence that's coming to light, that is a very valid and legitimate question. The campaign appears to have been compromised both at the top and at the bottom. Highest level campaign strategy meetings were instantly the subject of at least one Russian intelligence analysis, even while the campaign was also paying a known Russian intelligence agent for opposition research that ended up comprising most of the Steele dossier, research that is increasingly suspect as to its origins. Embrace the completeness of the farce we all lived through. How bad is this farce that Durham is investigating? It's this bad. The Clinton campaign fed fake information to the FBI that came from an honest-to-God Russian intelligence agent to accuse an innocent American patriot of being a Russian agent so that they could get a FISA warrant that allowed legal spying on the Trump campaign. In other words, the FBI got the FISA warrant on the wrong guy. Second, following this, we lived through more than four years of relentless gaslighting by the fake news media as the narrative that the Trump campaign and then the Trump presidency was compromised by the Russian intelligence agencies and by Vladimir Putin. None of that was true. It was all fake and made up by Hillary and her minions. And the entire time it was Hillary's own campaign that had the Russians working for it and listening in on its strategy meetings. In case you're still wondering why the Mueller special counsel didn't find any of the evidence that Durham is now in the process of rolling out, that just means you haven't fully embraced the third point. Third, the Mueller special counsel spent almost two years not finding any of the stuff that Durham's found because Mueller's team knew from the start there was no real evidence whatsoever that Trump and his associates had engaged in any Russian collusion. So they didn't waste their time looking for any. They instead engaged in a 22 months, $32 million fishing expedition looking for something that could be used to impeach Trump, or at least severely handicap his administration until he could be removed from office. They failed at that. So embrace the truth. The entire Mueller special counsel was a farce from A to Z which is why John Durham has been tasked to investigate the Mueller special counsel for having committed a massive fraud on the country. None of them did their jobs. The Sussman case and the exposure of the Alpha Bank hoax and the Hillary Clinton private spying ring that stole the federal data that was used to construct that hoax is just a preamble to what's coming. All hell will break loose when the filings and counterfilings begin in the run-up to Danchenko's trial. And you can quote me on that.